You're listening to All About Agriculture with Rory Lewandowski, presented by OSU Extension in Wayne County, Ohio. And welcome back here on the Farm Hour Interview Time with Rory Lewandowski from the OSU Extension office in Wayne County, joining us this morning to talk about cold weather teat management. And last month we talked about cold weather care for calves. This month we're talking about cold weather care for cows, although with a, a twist because our discussion is going to focus specifically on cold weather cares and management of teats. Uh, so, Rory, first off, a very good morning. Happy to have you in with us again today. Thanks, Ron. Why is this a topic of concern right now? Right. Um, well, obviously, you know, we're in that, that winter period, and the adult cow in a winter freestyle housing situation develops a winter hair coat that insulates and protects her from winter temperatures. <clears throat> in effect, that winter hair coat lowers that thermal neutral uh, zone boundary, which we've talked about previously as well. But in addition, that cow can typically consume, you know, more pounds of a ration of additional energy is needed in cold weather. However, dairy cow teats, when we look at the udder and the dairy cow teats, they don't have a hair coat. So uh, teats do have some naturally occurring protective oils, but then in the case of lactating cows and during that milking process as they're getting washed and, and we put on those pre and post dips, uh, that can remove some of those protective oils. So in lactating cows, that exposed skin surface of the teat can be at risk for cold weather damage. And that can include obviously chapped and or cracked teats, uh, hyperkeratinosis or rough teat ends, and in severe cases, even frostbite damage tissue. So beside the obvious uh, cow discomfort, those conditions can predispose that cow then to mastitis infection. Okay, so there are some natural oils that provide some, at least, cold weather protection against teats freezing. Those natural oils can be removed in the milking process, as you mentioned, possibly increasing the risk of cold temperature damage to teats. What temperatures, Rory, first offer of concern, and do management steps have to be taken as soon as teats are exposed are we talking 32 degrees or lower? And then on top of that, is wind chill a concern for teats similar to, to what it is for our exposed skin? Right. Yeah, good questions. Uh, so in stall barns or warm freestall housing where temperatures don't get below freezing, obviously that, that's not an issue. So it's really a, a cold housing concern. And one important key is, is dryness. Uh, so teats typically are not affected by our typical cold temperatures that are experienced in, in a sheltered cold freestyle housing, as long as those teats are completely dry. So that goes back to, you know, some of the things that are happening during that milking process and at the end of milking. Now, should the temperature get to minus 25 degrees or lower, uh, yes, we get damage to exposed teats. That becomes an issue, but generally not until about that point. So that's, that's pretty low temperature. Uh, another key, though, as you alluded to, is wind chill. So anytime that teat is exposed to a combination of wind and ambient air temperature that produces that wind chill of minus 25 degrees or lower, then that teat is vulnerable to freeze damage, and we th have to think about preventative measures. So just to give our listeners some idea of how that wind chill can be reached, uh, so an air temperature of 10 degrees, which wouldn't be all that uncommon, with a 20-mile-per-hour wind, which we do get, uh, that would result in an air temperature of 5 degrees Fahrenheit with a 15-mile-per-hour wind or an air temperature of 0. Um, with 11-mile-per-hour wind, we'd get a wind chill of, of that minus 25. So certainly it's, it's possible with our winter temperatures and some of the winds that we experience to reach the, those temperatures that could be damaging. Rory, previously you mentioned 
preventative measures to avoid teat tissue damage with temperatures or wind chill of minus 25. Talking about that range. Mm -hmm. Is one of those measures to stop dipping teats in cold weather to keep the teat dry? Is that something that you just don't do? Right. Well, that's, you know, it certainly seems like a logical solution. Uh, but, but consistent use of that effective teat dip is critical to good mastitis control. And even in cold weather, uh, we have contagious math- mastitis pathogens that can be spread. So uh, the recommendation really is that we'd like to continue teat dipping, now maybe with some modifications uh, as a concession to those cold temperatures. So one measure, uh, since we're talking, usually we're going to reach these temperatures with a wind chill or with some wind. So one measure that's of great help is simply to construct or provide some wind breaks for those cows as they enter and exit the milking parlor, uh, providing that windbreak protection until the cow is back then in the shelter of the freestall barn. So in our area, wind chill is much more likely to be that risk factor again for teat skin damage as compared to getting, you know, a straight minus 25, not too often that we're ever going to get that. So just providing wind protection will help. Now another option under severe cold conditions is to continue to dip the teats of each cow, but then to allow a 30-second contact time and then wipe off the teats dry. So again, that dryness factor, uh, as long as they're not wet, uh, they have a lot more protection. So wipe the teats dry prior to allowing the cow to leave the parlor. Uh, That will prevent then potential damage again to a, a wet teat. So, yep, uh, it does add some time, obviously, to the milking routine. But on the other hand, you have a decreased risk of having to deal with a possible mastitis infection, which could happen if you skip the dip uh, entirely. Once again, our guest in studio, Rory Levandusky from the OSU Extension Office. What about types, Rory, of teat dips? Are there any specially formulated winter teat dips that should be used? You know, I'm thinking about drying in chap skin and, and wondering if some type of, of ointment or salves should be applied to teats during winter conditions. Is that something that needs to be looked at? Yeah, very good point. Uh, yes, there, there definitely are. There are winter or cold weather formulation teat dips. Uh, typically, again, these are going to contain an emollient uh, or skin softener or conditioner uh, to help prevent chapping, cracking, and skin irritation. Uh, so that those points you mentioned are, are you know, out there and, and those dips are formulated as such. So whenever possible, try to use a product that has some proven research data though regarding its effectiveness uh, so that you're getting an effective product. Uh, high concentrations of emollients uh, in a teat dip, so those softeners and conditioners, uh, can possibly reduce the effectiveness of the disinfectant ingredients in the teat dip. So again, you want to make sure you've got a dip that has some research behind that says Yeah, it's providing this protection and still maintaining the disinfectant uh, that we need. So a good product uh, will have an adjusted concentration of active disinfectant ingredients to offset those possible negative impact of adding those emollients on the disinfectant. Now another option uh, is to use a powder disinfectant uh, dip. Uh, These are dips that will stick to moist teats after milking. Uh, Those powder dips can also help to dry the teats, so that seems positive. But some potential disadvantages to those powder dips is they can sometimes be difficult to apply and difficult to get good coverage on. Uh, And if the powder is aerosolized, uh, you know, it goes up in a a very fine mist, uh, it can remain in the air, and that could potentially, again, irritate the workers uh, in the parlor. Is there any concern about the teat dip products themselves, Rory, being exposed to cold temperatures? Could ingredients, you know, maybe separate or become ineffective depending on the cold? Yeah, that's a a very good question. Uh, So we do advise uh, uh, 
dairy producers and managers to always check the label regarding storage conditions for deep for uh, teat dips. Uh, freezing temperatures, yes. I, if you allow some some of those dips to freeze and they're stored in unheated areas uh, or maybe just in transport to the farm, depending on how long a time period it is. In some cases, if that teat dip solution freezes, then the active ingredients could either fully or partially precipitate out of solution. Uh, then it may be necessary to do a thorough mixing of the product upon thawing it out. Make sure those active ingredients, again, are resuspended. So, again, though, always check the product label for those storage conditions. Any final comments, Rory, regarding winter teat management You know, for lactating dairy cows? Anything else you, you feel like you haven't touched on? Sure. Again, remember, uh, just kind of in summary, uh, during winter temperatures, our two most important factors are keeping those teats dry, which means keeping bedding materials out in, in the barn dry. And then in severe cold uh, weather, make sure drying those teats after post-milking dipping. And then secondly, providing some protection from the wind, especially as windshield numbers edge towards that minus 20 to minus 25 degree range. All right, Rory, as we do uh, every time you stop in, let's wrap things up with the information uh, where people can find out more about our conversation today. How can they get a hold of you? Yeah, contact me at the Wayne County Extension Office at 330-264-8722. Or again, check out the Wayne County Extension website at Wayne. Dot .osu.edu and then click on the Agriculture and Natural Resources tab. Once again, our guest in studio here on the Farm Hour this morning has been Rory Levendusky from the OSU Extension Office. Uh, Rory, as always, glad to have you in. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks, Ron. I appreciate it.